This podcast has been adapted from our YouTube channel. To enjoy the full experience, head to YouTube and search fullboost.com.au and this podcast title. Now, I saw you did a video of Nathan Higgins. He's got on the shelf a new generation SB2 cylinder head for a Chev. Nice bit of gear. Made an easy, what, 850 horsepower in that video? Oh, that's just a test engine. That's just, that's just, just where to start. But I mean, this bloke, you make me very happy, Full Boost, knowing this beast made 630 torque. My Ford Ranger made 600 torque at 1400 RPM. He's got a point. I mean, the, the SB2 is probably making, yeah, 600 foot-pounds at about 5,000 RPM. That's re-aspirated in the, uh, well, well, hang on a sec, buddy. 630 newton meters at the wheels he's referring to. Not quite the same thing as what, 840 newton meters at an engine? But what, it, I mean, a lot of these, we touched on last episode about how fast these Thailand trucks are. I mean, that's just, this guy's just proving it. But I think he's had a bit of a calculation error. I think he forgot to carry the one. Guys, you forgot to carry the one. So I see the latest episode of the uh, Project Nomang. That's the uh, Barra in the VS Commodore. I think some people think that's a bit sacrilege. Not a like bit. That. God damn it! So many people say, why did you do it? It's, what are you doing? It's like, this is why we did it. Just to annoy people. <laughs> that's how you F a car, put a dirty barra in it. This is not what we want. Dirty barra. Dirty barra. I thought the barra was the the engine. Everyone's got a hat. Just a dirty green top. Now LS is a they're becoming more swapped than LS's, aren't they? How much you gotta spend? All it needs now is fuel and a match. Wrecked a half decent car with a shit motor. Half decent. I think, I don't know, don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure that car was under two grand. They're not exactly uh, that expensive. Have you seen? I got on car sales and had a look actually. Hang on. These guys have ruined a future collector's item. Collector's item. It's another dazzling lifestyles of the rich and famous. Look, that car is okay. Like, it's fairly straight. Good condition, yeah. It's in, a, yeah, it's in pretty good condition, but it's not a collector's item. <laughs> a VS Commodore is not a collector's item. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe a HSV one, limited edition now, but, well, you can still buy them for nothing. The only thing anyone wants to see is that crap on fire. <laughs> this is pre precisely why we did it. Funny how the clown's bag, oh, this guy is obviously a fan of the bar. Funny how the, oh no, he's not. Funny how the clowns bagging the barra all look like they are on meth. I always do this to me. See, I can't even read half these comments because they'll get flagged on YouTube. You can't say much now. Everything gets, uh... You would have to be a... to think this is a good idea. Effing shit I say. <laughs> yeah, you can't read that. You are buying one credit. Saw this bloke, South Australia, he puts a little sticker over the centre of his number plate. Did, didn't obscure the letter or anything, and it said South Australia, and it had a little icon of a Star Wars Stormtrooper. So that kind of indicates, well, he could be a fan of Star Wars, or he could be a fan of uh... But he copped a $750 fine. Now, you don't know either how the interaction went down with the police, but it's pretty rough. True. You'd, you'd think maybe just a warning. I was told I was defacing the number plate and I was given a $750 fine and a defect notice. That's a bad one. I don't bother the defect part. I think you just meant you had to remove it. Oh, you're going to take the car over the pits, do you? Well, to just get, take a sticker peel off. Peel a sticker off. 
750 bucks. The problem with a lot of these stories, you don't, like you said, you don't know what, what happened. No, he could have been a total smartass of the cop and the cop just thought, you know what, you want to behave like that, I'll fine you. But you don't know either where it was just But if on. you get pulled over and, and they gave you a fine for that, you know, they, they could just say, hey, dude, pull it off right now. I've been pulled over before in a car. It was like the cop chased me down just to tell me it. But he, to be fair, I hadn't even noticed. My rear number plate, the number plate was so old, it was starting to lose the reflective surface on it. And it was just a bit hard to As read. As if you didn't notice that. And he basically just pulled me over and he kind of gave me a bit of paper and he got, he, it's just saying, you've got to get this fixed straight away. And I was like, all right, well. But I mean, if you wanted to be, if I, 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 I could have got a fine if well, I acted like a smart Probably ass. not though, because you haven't defaced it. No. But it's probably uh, up to you to make sure it's all right. I saw a few comments about this one. Volvo's limiting the top speed of their cars they're gonna be bringing into Australia now. I think it's to 180 kilometers an hour. It's not even a news item, this top speed limit. Japanese cars, how many Japanese cars from the 90s? They all had speed limiters in them. All had speed limiters, yeah. The best part about that though was the fact that your speedo only went to 180. You know how many people don't like that? I oh, know. The JDM speedo is too slow. Let's put a 350 kilometer hour speedo on the car. So when you're on the freeway, your speedos move this freeway? much. Freeway? What about when you're just driving around our... You, um, can't, you can't even see, like where, because the increments are so small. Brilliant speed zones. I was driving... I was driving around Collingwood in Melbourne the other day, down Wellington Street, all that area is 30 kilometres per hour. Let's just get out. So your 300 kilometre hour speedo, like, it'd just be idling, yeah? 30 k's. 30 freaking k's. But 180 k speedo, I had one in my Mazda years ago, I, I really liked it. Easy to read. For your uh, middle-aged eyes. Yeah, bloody ace. They're stuffed. What's going, what is going on next door? I don't think the microphone's picking it up too late. Who's the drilling? What's going on next door? A bit of construction. What's going on next door? Stop the hammering out there. Bit of construction. I don't think the mics are going to pick that up, but it's Kevin Rod style. It's starting to get a bit loud in here. You've got dogs, flaming, birds going off. There's power drills going on next door. Hammering. Stop the hammering. Hey, what is that? What's you got a concrete drill next to your wall? All I hear is power saws, drills, hammers. Where's the hammer? Queensland Senator James McGrath offered to buy the Holden brand from the US car giant General Motors for one dollar. One dollar. He also accused them of using the global coronavirus to prolong compensation negotiations. Pretty touchy subject, isn't it? Holden closing. Whose fault it is? Everyone's always trying to put a blame on someone. Then he took aim at the global boss of GM, her name, Mary Barra. <laughs> What's Mary. that, Barra's? Barrows just keep screwing over Holdens, huh? <laughs> but you know what? I've got the inside baseball on this one. Did you know that her actual name is Mary T. Barra? What her is that? What middle is initial is T. What are you reckon that stands for? What is, yeah, what does T stand for? She, so she's a turbo Barrow, yeah? Mary Barra, who has a pay package in the tens of millions of dollars, is sending Australian families to the wall. Millions and billions? What? Bit of political speak there. Yeah, I know. According to Bloomberg, Miss Barra receives over 20 million bucks. But I love, I love it when they make out as if like they're, they're earning way more than the average worker. Why shouldn't they? They're also in charge of the they're company. They're in charge of the whole company. What are they going to work for like 
you know, a bit more than the average bloke on the floor. You reckon she's uh, just working the nine to five shift and then it's all out? I don't know. People like that would have a terrible work-life balance. And they didn't start in that position. Like, shame on you General Motors, shame on you Miss Barra and your American legal chicanery. <laughs> it's amazing that how many people blame, it's either what the tariffs didn't help when they lifted, you know, when they started allowing in the cheap imports. Mm. That probably didn't help. But it's also on Holden. They started making cars that people didn't want. Like, no one was buying this, the Commodores. If you look at their sales trajectory, it's not like they just fell off in the last few years. They're, they're no, they're on the decline for ages. They've been on the decline for 15 years. Like, everyone's buying different sorts of cars. People didn't want a sedan. And let's face it, like a six-cylinder Commodore, it's not very fuel efficient. And then people complain about SUVs. Oh, everyone's buying SUVs. Why couldn't they have Holden have come out with a car that was, I don't know, more of a liftback. It's still a four-door, well, their liftback, right? Their last one was, that no one wanted. <laughs> but a lot of people think four-door liftbacks are weird, though. I, I like them. At least you can put some stuff in the back of them. So hang on, this episode's gonna be about drag racing. Stop the hammering! We are not recording another episode of Bench Talk here, because I don't know what is going on next door. I don't think our mics will pick it up too much. We're having a COVID party. I would like to speak to the manager of the coronavirus. Better get over there and count how many people are there. It could be in uh, the drag racing pandemic. Mm. It's been in the, it's in the news in Australia a lot about what is going on with the racetracks and what's happening this year. Yeah. Now, a lot happened in literally the space of about a week, didn't it? Well, a few days ago, actually, but I don't know what's going on with the Perth Motorplex, but they've, stood, they, uh, they've stood a lot of their staff down, apparently, and- Are they saying they're not gonna race until next year now? Well, I don't know if there's, uh, look, some people that know more than I do. Everyone keeps ringing me, I mean, to be honest. Um, I've actually liked it, in a way, because like, I've, I go to the track or not necessarily drag racing, but I'm at filming something, yeah. It's pretty rare that I get a weekend off from, from all of this. And even if I do, it's one, do you know what I mean? Like, it's actually been nice to have, you know, a, a, a long, this is the first time in seriously at least 15 years where I've had a period where I've had my weekends back. Yeah. So to me, to be honest, I haven't, even though it's, it hasn't been good for- You, have, you haven't missed those long drives to Swan Hill. <laughs> It actually hasn't been bad. I haven't minded it, but I'm sort of ready to get back into it, yeah. Oh, it's been ages. You missed, we, the, you we missed haven't the race. Had, we haven't had a Calder Park meet since, I think, mid-December last December. year. And the last time we went to the track was... Um, Sydney. Sydney, yeah. when the Jamboree got rained out. I, had one, one, I swear they had one rainy day in about 10 days, and it happened to be that day. Of course, but anyway. Um, yeah, so I don't know what's going on with the Motorplex. Willow Bank have said, obviously, they'll open up as soon as they're allowed to. Uh, Adelaide, I don't know. What's happening with Sydney? Well, they're resurfacing the track. But how much of it? I don't, I don't even know the specifics. I think they got allocated, was it $33 million? But that's including for the, the motorsport park as well, I think. I think so, yeah. Is it true? Man, you guys can uh, <laughs> correct me, but I think they were spending $11 million on the racetrack. But the biggest news for us, being from Melbourne, Victoria, was that Calder Park is getting a track upgrade. It actually is, as of what, a couple of days ago? Yeah, there was a few videos and photos of the track being ripped up, 1,500 metres. Now, as far as I'm aware... 1,500 foot. Foot, sorry. Yeah. sorry. But well done to them, that's awesome to they're see. They're keeping the, the 300... I think they're keeping the 300 
feet of concrete that was there. They're just from from there. Obviously, the actual bitumen track has been redone. But that's fantastic. News. Calder Park, if you're not familiar, like you're not from Melbourne, it's in a really good location. Mm -hmm. Like as in, like some people will disagree with it because they live out this way in the east. But you know, and they they can't drive to the other side of town. But compared to most tracks, it's it's like 20 minutes from our airport. So if you're flying down, it's from the airport. It's freaking five minutes from the airport. And but plus, you know what I mean? If you if yeah. you're coming down from interstate to have a look, you can get in a car and be at the drag very quickly. Straight away. And plus, if you're coming down from interstate, you don't need to drive through Melbourne. No, not at all. To get to the racetrack. It's not too bad for me. It's for me personally. It's only about twenty minutes drive. It's a bit further for you, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter where it is. You'd still you'd still drive to it. I just want to have racing back. But well done to the the staff at Calder Park. We cannot wait to get back there. Now, video of the week, Hoonigan. Oh, this was this was hilarious. I thought Hoonigan are making this diesel setup compound turbo, and they want to run two hundred miles an hour. I think it's on in a, a Camaro. I think it's a standing mile of Salt Lake. I don't even know because I haven't seen the actual Hoonigan video. I was just watching the. Gail Banks is like some diesel legend. Banks power. Yeah, but if yeah, you don't yeah. follow, di I don't follow diesel really, but he's no, he's been around a long time. Yeah. Hi, I'm Gail Banks. There's a, there's a video, a reaction video of him watching. He said, everyone just kept saying, you've got to look at this video of the Hoonigan. Have you seen the video? Have you seen the video? The Hoonigan video. Hang on, so he's telling Engin me that- It's on an engine donor. We're reacting to a reaction video. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But it's funny to watch, because he's just watching this video saying everything is wrong. Like he sees the he sees the size of the turbos, the engine size, the intercooler. He's freaking out. Like that is way too small. Oh my God! Look at how small that freaking intercooler is. Oh. Tiny little air filter on the turbo is too small. He doesn't like the coal rolling, does he? No. And even he's they're commentating on the video like you know if it's blowing black smoke that's good. And he's like it's the complete opposite. He's saying the engine you're starving it of air. Diesels aren't like that. They think. But in the dyno room, why are they not venting? He was the soot out. He was mentioning about this too. He goes, it's like it's it's the exhaust is venting in the room, so effectively then it's just trying to breathe in. Yeah, but in real life you're not you're not sucking in all that no, shit. No, no, it didn't make sense. You don't. shouldn't see any of that even if it was ro like coal rolling as they say. This I gotta see. You shouldn't even see it in the room. It should not be going out an exhaust vent. Yeah, that's a bit odd, it wasn't I thought the same thing. It's just sucking in its own crap. Twenty-four pounds. Hang on. Did did I just spot the Donald control he's the control in the dyno? What what is going on here? A red cap. That is the Donald, surely. What's with all the smoke? It's eating its own waste product. But if you're into diesel, so just general, it's interesting watch, watching him watch this video and just he just rips it hard. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of saying the whole thing is going backwards because I was looking at their YouTube channel. They got some pretty cool, cool builds. Did you see the one that had a twin turbo positive displacement? Supercharger, yeah, had all the fruit on it. Yeah, it looked pretty cool. But he was saying, I guess he was saying, this thing should make a thousand horsepower easy, and they were struggling with it a bit. But he's pointing out he could, you know, make some basic changes, and there's 200 horsepower. Yeah, well, there's a video I think of the same engine with a single turbo making 900. We haven't looked it up, but there must be a Hoonigan video of a reaction of them him watching the reaction. Surely oh, there, there would have to be. There would have to be. I'll go down to the goddamn floor myself and stop it. Now, do you see this? I found these mint Bugattis on sale in China. Yeah? Where are they from? China. Check these out. Check out the um, Bugattis. They actually look half decent, Jordan. Smart people. What are they based off? A 
for God's sakes, what is going on next door? Why are we recording it in here? This is a disaster. You reckon they've done a good job on that? That looks alright. We have people that are stupid. It's just funny because it just looks like Does it's Does it say what car it's based off? Uh, no. I reckon not. that's a lot better than a lot of other cars we've seen. I beat China all the time. Speaking of China, how do you reckon their export sales are going? I mean, like in Australia, we have Great Wall and LDV. When they first came out, I reckon you saw quite a few of those Great Wall Utes, but I think people realised the quality was not quite there. there. I heard that like they had a thing where you could take it back after 12 months and they'd replace it, and tradies were like just hammering them, 40,000 Ks, and giving back like car Utes that were just destroyed, right? But now, with the current climate, People are a little bit, there's a bit of angst towards China. China. China is so on the nose at the moment that you could have half a ton of cocaine in the back and no one would touch it. I reckon if you would have a crack at it. <coughs> Speaking of new cars, did you see HSV? That's it, they've like basically finished making the last what you'd call HSV car in Australia. They're not selling the Camaro no more? It's all over? Yeah, but it won't. No, the Camaro's done. But like the last car, I think it was a white sports cat, Colorado. Sports cat. They've gone out with a bit of a cough rather than a bang, hey? I mean, compare that to like the W1 HSV and all that. Because everything going forward is not going to be badged as a HSV. So hang on, they've gone from selling a W1, which is just insane, to a stick it up tie truck, basically. But look, you've got to feel for the workers, the people who work oh, yeah, there. No. What do they do? It's out of their control. But HSV have been pretty good. I mean, oh, converting the, the big trucks though. Yeah, but the HSV to... as a brat badge is no oh, more. Yeah, so it's yeah. finished. I'm sorry, we seem to be having some technical difficulties. It's finished. What is it going to be renamed? Was it GM? G GMSV. SV that just rolls off the tongue. Right? But anyway, what they've been around for like, I think 30 or 32 years and they've delivered something like 90 or 92,000 cars. But like, I mean, if, if I mean, obviously that you can't be called HSV anymore. Because they're a pretty exists. successful company. But if they, they're switching, if it is GMSV, if that's confirmed, does that really matter if they still end up selling some decent GM cars here? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? No, no. The point was that actual HSV, as in like... The brand's no, no more. No yeah. more cars going forward will we'll have, have a HSV badge on it. Badge on it, yeah. Like the HSV name is no longer. But it was just uh, not really fitting that the last car that rolled <laughs> off the line was a sports cab. Yeah, have you been in one? You have, I know you've been in heaps. I could, you could blindfold you and put you in the HSV one to a normal Colorado, you wouldn't know the difference. Yeah. You, can, you can say it's got X, Y and Z on it, mate. It's still got Holden badges all over it, the key, Alibaba key, the same, like, it's pretty sad. At, le at least like the Wild Track, it's not, uh, not the Wild Track, the um, Raptor Ranger. It's nice. When you hop in, it is nice. Oh, it's a very well engineered Too bad it's just got a flaming gutless engine in it. <laughs> Don't dare bag the... Uh, Ranger Raptor? No, these tie trucks. Oh. A few, we were copping some grief and people were saying not all of them are slow. Oh, but the flash tune? They'll just blow, blow the doors of anything. Apparently, watch yeah. Out. Yeah, like the Amarox and stuff, they'll make 200 plus kilowatts in the wheels and cut sub 5 seconds to 100. So, next time you're out in your Renault, Jordan. Watch out. Speaking of more new cars, did you see this convertible Tesla 3? This looks just crap. It reminded me of like a, you know, convertible Herbie, like a Volks, the, the new Volkswagens. Remember they released it was, them? Yeah, it was never thought. designed as a convertible It wasn't designed, car. remember they- It's a four-door car. Yeah, it looks weird. A four-door four convertible? Even the most basic conversion with a manual hood doesn't come cheap. 
It's about over 40 Australian, I think. 45 grand. Starting point. Starting point. Then the cost of the Tesla. This thing would be serious money. And then it looks like that. I don't understand why you would want to convert a car like that. It wasn't some fancy electronic roof, was it? Well, I'd have to... Well, it says here, the cheapest one with a manual roof. Yeah, Matt's what I thought, manual roof. It just had a crappy old MX-5 roof in the back. Yeah, like... Yeah. Just to get an expensive electric car even more expensive. I mean, seriously, I that... I just... I don't understand convertibles. Go, go buy a boat. You had an MX-5? <laughs> I bought one with a hard top. And I took it off once in the garage just to check the seals. And I was just like... Ugh. Ripped, actually unbolted the. That, that, soft car, that top. car didn't do 10 meters of driving with the. Roof no, I actually ended up taking the soft top out of it because you get a bit of storage space if you do that. Let's put the hard lid back on. I thought, I'm not, there's no way to be caught dead. Yeah, but you're probably going to be caught dead driving the MX5 anyway. Oh my god! Told you. Someone's going to die. Someone's going to die. Told you. Someone's going to die. Okay, Karen. You know, if there's one thing, if there's one thing the current affair brigade beat up, it is the fuel, the petrol prices. The petrol prices, the petrol prices. Analysis carried out exclusively for Nine News. Petrol is not expensive in Australia, no matter what you think, right? It really isn't. Compared to other countries, Australian petrol prices are not that but bad. But sometimes they carry on, and they'll be like, oh my God, it's $5 a tank dearer, and you're thinking, mm. five bucks, really? I know, five is bucks. Is gonna break the bank? Like, look at all the money we waste on... And just rubbish. Everyone does. On just crap they don't need, and they're worried about the price of petrol. But, and everyone goes like, oh, look how long... It did take them with the COVID thing. It took them a month to lower the petrol prices, and then as soon as we've come out of lockdown, straight up one day. But I mean, it, hey, it's a supply and demand, right? If no one's driving around, of course they're going to lower the prices. We can turn your car into a V8 supercar, according to this. It's advertised as turning sedans into supercars. We've learnt one thing. Performance matters. And regular cars into rally cars. Oh, yeah. Whenever I see a spokesman from like the RACV or an NRMA or whatever, they're always going on about how the premium fuel's not worth it. There's no reason to put 98 in your car if you can use regular. But I thought premium, A, premium has less um, crap in it. Most cars, though, that technically need to run a 98, they'll also run a 95. Most cars don't but have to. But it's not for 95. Most factory cars don't have to run a 98. No, but most guys who would buy them would run them on 98. So forget about a 95 and 98. What's the price of E85 these days? Well, actually, it's funny you say that. We, would, we just went to the service station this morning and got some 98 and E85. I know the E85 because I asked you what the price of it was and it was $1.44. Yeah. 44. I, I, I got some 98 as well. I don't even know what... It was a dollar twenty. I actually didn't look five or something. I think. But like, I can't believe how many. It's pretty cheap for ninety eight, isn't it? Yeah, it was, but, it was twenty cents. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. I know. Otherwise, don't drive your car, right? But people, so many people sook about the price of E eighty five, and I think, my God, is E eighty five a necessity in your car, really? Yeah. I know. If you've got, do you need to have E eighty five in your car? Like, I like it a lot. At the end of the day, you're buying race fuel off the pump. Do you know what I mean? How easy is? Think about. Not so long ago, you had to go and get Avgas or, you know, oh, like God. A, all, I, all I remember was the days of it was quarter Friday night drags and poor blokes, and this is back then, this is back probably, what, 12 years ago plus, probably longer, they were paying like eight to 10 liters, uh, sorry, eight to $10 a liter for C16. They'd buy a 20 liter drum and it would generally cost up near 200 bucks. And they'd run that in their car for the day and have their C16 tune for the drags. Yeah, but also back in the day, a lot of the computer systems you couldn't have 15 tunes in your car. Nah. So you'd basically have to get the car retuned, 
put your race leaded fuel in it, run it, switch maps back, then go back, get it, re you know, switch. It's so easy today. Like you've got flex, flex systems and people still want them. And I think, my God, it is so easy to make power and have some sort of performance in your car now, isn't it? Just don't, the, just the, don't waste your money on that 98 though. The only thing that is really stricter now is, you know, like engineering emissions and all that is, it is harder, but it's not hard to go fast. Except maybe if you own an RX-8. Speaking of drag racing, did you see the Pontiac? Full pro car, but did you see it with the, uh, the two big the huffers inside the cabin? He had a bit of uh, cabin in-cabin heating, as I'd call it. Could you imagine how hot it would be in that car? Imagine sitting in the staging lanes, 40 degrees, and the car running, there's sheer heat, as you said. And you're in your fire suit. But look, they only fire them up before they start them, but still. But you look at it from a safety hazard. You think, like, you've seen videos of, like, you know, some people don't have... What, what cover have you got on a turbo? He had, he had the, the, kind of the scatter, I guess you'd call it, the, the heat blankets and everything around them, but I don't know, I was surprised that was actually legal. I mean, people put, people put dry ice and intercooler systems inside the car, and I mean, technically they could, they could burst. The turbocharger's gonna have oil feeds to mm. it. So you've got hot oil, let's say... An oil line comes up, it's spraying hot oil. There's an oil line, and you've got a fire source, basically, from inside your car. It's, not, it's like keeping, why don't you just mount the petrol tank next to the driver? They don't usually do that in drag racing, they have them at the front. Yeah, just a very different, I haven't seen a setup like this before. I don't know, I can't see in Australia how that would get passed. Give us your thoughts on that one. To be honest though, I reckon it looks cool as. <laughs> the intake through the, I guess through the, the windscreen. windscreen, that was cool. It was actually pretty well designed the way they'd done yeah. it. But yeah, just really odd. Now, you and George Nomang are big fans of the DeLorean. I fanned you a car. Nah. I actually want a DeLorean, like that's it, that's, that's, I'm gonna get one. But uh, in Australia, a lot of the ones I've seen are... The wait is over. Oh, you found one. Check out this beast. Give us a look. Oh my God, what is going on next door? Did you hear that? It was Mike Nolan. I was going to say, <laughs> Oh, it's been hanging out crazy, Steve. <laughs> He's even got the massive hook, the rod. The rod to pick up the electricity back on the, the power line. Back to the Future 1. Yeah. Clock tower. Is he down the front? He's got the out of time number plates. She oh, got right. the LED. He's got the flux capacitor. Looks like a bit of a homemade uh, timing system here. Bit of work going into that though. He's even got the alarm clock. <laughs> no, this is just a, what is that, a gag or something? This car is truly like no other. It turns more heads than a Ferrari whilst having the reliability of a Japanese car. Now, in all, all honesty, I was looking at this going, what the actual is this, right? But it does say here, it was originally built for a charity car rally earlier this year in the theme of being movie cars. So someone yeah. went to some serious yeah, effort. It's a fair bit of effort doing that. Putting though. that together. But I think I'll take a pass on that. I don't think I'll wait for the real thing. Did you see there is one for, there was one for sale? I think it's actually a Victoria. Is it running? Oh no, it's mint. Really? Mint, $88,000 I went oh, for it. Oh, that one. Great Scott! Just happens to be 88. Just happens to be $88,000. And I was looking at it going, that's a, it was a really neat example. What do you guys think? I do not reckon there'd be a car there out there that would get more attention than driving a DeLorean. Wrong. I always remember I was near your house and someone had it, there's a DeLorean on a tray track and I put up behind it and the car had been reversed onto the tray track. So I'm staring at the front of the car. Yeah. And I'm just following it along just going, that just looks awesome. Mm. And the car was slammed. I don't know what's with DeLoreans. They always look like the, the suspension stuffed in them and they're too low. Mm. But it just, it just has such a wide front face on it. It's so recognizable. You'd see it coming from a mile away on the other side of the road. Speaking of crazy cars, I was on the 
Melbourne Ring Road yesterday. I don't even know what it was. There was an Aston Martin. I should look it up. I won't say the guy's number plates, but um, dark green. It was me. I've never seen anything like it. It I looked was... like something out of a Bond film oh, when, they, was... when they put the, the, the next Aston in it. Uh, there's something about Astons. It's such a timeless design. Mm. I don't know. I, I've got to look it up and work out what car this is before we edit this, uh, put it to bed, because I don't, I don't even not know what model it was, but I've never seen one of these on the road ever. So you're gonna be overlaying photos or video with this car that you don't know, but I'll work out what car it is, but it looked insane. Like, I had really thin lights at the back, the stance on it was unreal. It was in like a really nice British racing green. Beautiful car. It's so, you know when you see a car that you think, yeah, I, wouldn't, I never would think about buying a, because you know, people buy Porsches or Lambos or whatever, but you're not going to spend 400 grand on a car. Or no, but what I mean is, it's it, like people always think of other brands first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you want to buy like a bit of an exotic car, but that car just looked incredible. What is this bloke doing, man? He's drilling through your wall. I know. Could it be any noisier? He's got crazy Steve over there. Sounds like it. Yeah, what are they doing next door? Do you know what they're building? Last week they were doing concreting. Mm. I don't know what's going on today. All I can hear is hammer drills. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Sure, there'll be a few froffies going on over there. I get to the very end. I just, it's, yeah.